my Dr. Sears. I'm not sure what to do about my daughter. Hey, Dr. Sears. When I opened my baby's diaper, what came out really Hi, Dr. Sears. My kids refuse to eat fruits and vegetables. What do I do? I've been more terrible foods the last couple of days. Can I get your advice, Dr. Sears? What is that music? I, I, re- I remember that song. Hey, so welcome to the Dr. Sears Family Podcast. Yay! Uh, we are here to celebrate the many joyful moments of parenting and help you some of the through some of those moments that aren't quite so joyful. I am your host, Dr. Jim Sears, and alongside my co-host, uh, certified health coach, and my sister, Hayden Sears. How are you doing? Good. Hi, Excellent. everyone. Yay! You're doing good. And over in the corner, Soundman Matt. What's up, guys? How are you doing? Good. Yeah, yeah. How's your uh, little guy? Oh, he's doing awesome. <laughs> cool, He'll cool. be five soon, and he's just sprouting Excellent. up like a beanstalk. Aww. Wow. So when's, when's his birthday? Uh, September. Okay, well, coming. So cool. So, uh, hey, we're here. We've got a good show. We've got a um, some a, a cool phone-in guest mm-hmm. later on, um, an act- who is actually a family that uh, was friends of mine uh, back in junior high. And he reached out to me for through Facebook. That saying, was back in what eighteen something. 18 yeah, right. Something? It was black and white <laughs> back in the black and white days. And um, so he reached out about a program his wife's and a friend of hers started. So this is really cool. I love to see two moms on a mission mm-hmm. doing uh, some pretty cool stuff. So um, yeah. So uh, we got, the, and then we'll do, play a rousing game of. Uh, what, what do we call this game? Book roulette. Uh, book, book roulette. roulette yes. Where we're going to look through the portable pediatrician and and talk about some uh, random topics. So um, yeah, <laughs> it's much that. more exciting than it sounds. Sure, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's always like, for me. Everybody's decided to just stop listening. No, okay. <laughs> so uh, we are in the middle of summer, mm-hmm. man. Uh, I'm curious. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my our our junior high, well, no, now high schooler, uh-huh. our daughter graduated from eighth grade, which um, is a big deal now, I guess. Yeah, these it days. is. When I when I graduated from eighth grade, literally it, it was there was nothing. Yeah, no program. There was I think maybe a lunch gathering mm-hmm. uh, where the teacher. Actually, I was in detention, so I didn't even get to go. <laughs> I, I had been acting up, so me and my friend Chris, uh, we were both not invited to our eighth grade oh, no. little lunch uh, program graduation. But uh, I mean, but man, nowadays, ooh, there is, you graduate from kindergarten, you graduate from sixth grade, you graduate from eighth grade, and then twelfth grade. Right. It's like a build. Oh, Although, and then college. Yeah, yeah. Although it seems it's funny, you seems like like. Forty years ago, maybe you'd think graduating from junior high was a bigger, bigger deal, deal because it wasn't as maybe you know, common or like maybe or, less people went to college back then. Yeah. You know, now it's like kids, uh, you know, huh. it, their their um, accomplishments seem so much higher. You know, yeah. they're 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 doing you know what I did in eleventh grade math. The kids are doing in eighth grade now. You uh-huh. know, and so you'd, you'd it would seem to be like. Nowadays, graduating from eighth grade is like, like hey, who cares? Big, big, everybody, yeah. everybody does that, you know. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so congratulations to all our graduates, yes. uh, especially our daughter. And um, so, <laughs> so that yeah. was good. But um, we're in the midst of summer. Yes. This is kind of that midpoint where you know we're we're kind of over having the full days with nothing to do and kids are getting lazy mm-hmm. and like you need yeah, to yeah. do something with your life. Yeah, we're starting to get the uh, I'm bored. Can you drive me to the can you know and Yeah. Uh, but there's not quite enough summer left to be like see this is why you should have gotten a job. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. I'm, and I'm left. disappointed. Our daughter is has opted 
to she really doesn't want to go to camp oh. um, because she doesn't want to be away from her friends, mm-hmm. and uh, which is just I mean obviously you know the decision making process of a thirteen uh, year old um, uh, is something, but I keep trying to to remind her look. Three weeks from now, you're going to have 21 days of complete boredom, mm-hmm. doing nothing. So it's it's quite likely that in three weeks you would like to go off to camp, yes, um, and ride horses and go on canoes and rock climb and hang out with other friends. Mm-hmm. But, um, but try no. try and coordinate with all uh, her friends' parents to send everybody to camp in the same, same couple time. weeks, but no. different camps. Yes, though. right, sure. <laughs> so that was actually camps. one one error is uh, her her most of her camp friends are decided to go on a different. Oh different two-week sessions, so she's like, oh, my friends aren't going to be there. Anyway, so yeah. I'm a little disappointed in that. <laughs> well, but, my daughter um, went to camp for the first time. She's there right now. Oh, oh cool. Yeah. Nice. Excited. Is she liking it? She is. Yeah. She is really liking it. So yeah. I'm curious, um, what, uh, now she's off at camp, so uh-huh. one of the reasons I like camp is because for her, it was going to be right before school started again, mm-hmm. so it's a way to kind of get them back in a routine mm-hmm. and get uh-huh. used to waking up early, because right now, literally... Um, she's waking up at noon. Yeah, literally noon, one o'clock, and uh, so <laughs> I'm I'm like uh, dreading, not dreading, but I'm I'm afraid to look at her screen time app just to see <laughs> like when, what you know. When did sleeping she actually go to noon, sleep? That when are you going to sleep? Yeah. You know, and, and but how, she's a teenager; right. they can sleep yes. for days. Yes, I have I have uh, decided to just allow that. Uh-huh. You know, and uh, everybody's happy. You know, you know, it's uh, so. And she's still doing her. Uh, this actually, this week we re-implemented the. Uh, okay, I know summertime is supposed to be fun, but there are chores mm-hmm. to do. So you're going to have your responsibilities of the dishes and the the uh, cleaning the bird cage and all that stuff. And um, and another reminder that if you really want a dog, you need to start taking care of the dog that we already have, <laughs> <laughs> and cleaning up the poop and all that stuff. Now it is interesting though because this dog needs to get fed at seven a.m., oh. but yet she's not up till noon. So well, she feeds him uh, and then goes to sleep. Maybe, yeah, maybe <laughs> she. Right. So anyway, so huh. so yeah, full on summertime. This is a tough age too because you know thirteen. Some of her friends are fourteen. Um, not driving yet. Not driving So yet. they are dependent on mm-hmm. us to get themselves to the mall or the beach mm-hmm. or wherever else. I like yeah. how in our towns they've got the trolley services yes. going yeah. during the summer, yes. which is yes. fun. They have uh, taken full advantage of that. So My that's daughters haven't. I need, to, I need to get them on it. Can they catch the trolley from around here? They'd probably? have to walk yeah, that's, uh, for quite a bit. So. Yeah, so luckily our daughter our, yeah. our literally walks two minutes and she can catch the trolley and uh, go down to the beach and wherever else. So pretty cool. We've been to the beach a fair amount of times already. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Levi playing in the waves and everything. Yes. He's doing swim lessons now too, Aww. which it started off pretty rough. Yeah. With, you know, he was kind of a little scared to, you know, be in the water in the deep water. He's fine with if it's shallow and everything. Mm-hmm. He can just play splash around but when because he can deep, stand up he can stand right? up yeah, yeah. yeah but he's it's it's week three or four now and he's doing better he's oh, that's he's, good. he's definitely come around to it and learning how to float yes good. on his back that's, and everything that's we're so not important. not yeah. using floaties or anything uh-huh. like that mm-hmm. and um 
the other day he drew a picture of swim class, oh. you know, a, a pool with like little waves in it and uh -huh. figures of his teacher. <laughs> and he was standing outside the pool. Is <laughs> <laughs> there any 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 kids at the bottom of the pool in his drawing? Uh, probably. Yeah. I no, 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 I always no. felt so relieved. Um, when each child like learned to swim, it was like okay, yeah. phew, like they they're really good. They can swim. They can float. It was kind of like this relief taken, mm -hmm. or like a little bit of a anxiety taken off of me. And then when yeah, my last yeah. child learned, it's like okay, that kind of checked the, these parenting boxes. Yeah, <laughs> I my... still I still have vivid memories of my swim lessons as a little kid. I was probably in kindergarten, first grade, whatever, I'm, I'm guessing. It, it seemed late, although who knows? I, I should really ask mom mm -hmm. how old I was. But the setting was really interesting. It was these um, friends of ours. I think it was some of my dad's patients mm -hmm. in Toronto. And uh, we would go over to their house, who was, this house was a massive mansion, right? And we would, their indoor pool up, in, you know, and uh, this this guy, I, I can't remember his name, it'll come to me, but he kind of wore this wetsuit and always had this really strong cologne. And we'd, <laughs> he'd, we'd, he'd kind of give us, put me and my brother through the, the paces. Um, and then um, and then whenever we would be leaving the uh, the the staff, this house had a staff in the kitchen. We'd walk through the kitchen to kind of get out the back entrance, and uh, and it always smelled so good, and I was so hungry. I was always so hungry oh, yeah. after, your swim, after swim, so swim lessons. Hungry. Yeah. And uh, and it's funny. This family actually, their last name is now actually on some of the major stadiums in Toronto. Oh, wow. You know, like blank <laughs> arena. Uh -huh. You know, I guess uh, Rogers Arena, you know. Uh -huh. And I was like, oh, I remember the Rogers family that we used to hang out. <laughs> and so anyways, so um, that so that's my memory of, um, of my swim lessons. And it was a nice warm, nice warm water. I bet. I liked mm. it. So... If you haven't yet, go back and check the last episode all about vitamin D and sunscreen uh -huh. and all that yes. stuff. Yes. Good yeah. to know as for I the look, summertime. As I look at my uh, overly sunned arms from my beach day <laughs> two days ago. No, so. that was a great podcast. I yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I definitely made some adjustments in how we do summer and outdoors and stuff after after that. So it was, cool. it was great. Well, what's that music? That music <laughs> must mean that it is now time for Comments with Aiden. <laughs> All right, we just have a couple comments here. We have one's from Christy B. She says, fun podcast, and a bunch of emojis. Thanks, Christy, cool. for listening. Good, good, good yes. emojis? Yes, there's no poop, no poop. or like no poop. middle fingers or anything, so we're good. <laughs> <laughs> it's always good. Right? Um, okay, the next one is from looks like Stacy's mom. She says, my daughter was a patient of yours a long time ago. Thanks for helping to keep her healthy. Cool. Exclamation cool. point. That's one of the things we we are getting so many we call them grandpatients yeah. where the moms are now that were patients of ours uh, when they were little kids uh -huh. you know um, I, mean, I started the office actually I should have announced this literally 20 years ago uh -huh. um, I'm trying to think if it was July 1st or June 1st but anyway so literally 20 years ago I joined the office and and um, so now you know these these kids are now 20 years later mm -hmm. they're having their own kids and oh, bringing them to our, so our cool. practice little grand and patients that's, uh, and that's kind of mm -hmm. funny so it's funny when sometimes when I'll be walking into the room and I'll see the grandma uh -huh. who, oh, and I'll recognize her and I'll go wait a minute I, I know this woman but I can't place her because <laughs> obviously because it was from 15 years ago yeah. and when she had a little you know a little you guys should have like special bracelets or something yeah, yeah. for 
So I'm like, I'm like, oh, hi. And she's like, hi, doctor. You remember me? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And so, yeah. We, so we're getting more and more grand patients, which is pretty darn cool. So, Are we still doing comments? I kind of lost yeah. you. I uh, know. We're dead. Well, well, I have a comment. Okay. okay. Where have we been? Where have we been? <laughs> <laughs> Where have you guys yeah. been? I guess for those of you that have been following, yeah, yeah, yeah. we kind of took, took a little break. break or hiatus, as we say in Hollywood. And... Um, <laughs> <laughs> what, have, what have we been doing? Well, first off, Matt had a computer meltdown. I had to right? reinstall my system and rebuild oh. the studio a little bit and everything, yeah, yeah. which set me back a bunch. Yeah, I kept going, when are we, Matt, when are we going to get a new episode? <laughs> He's like, I'm working on it, unless you want to buy me a new Mac. And, uh, <laughs> I'm like, keep working on it. <laughs> um, no, it's up and running now, so we'll, we'll so, be... Yeah, and just with the craziness of all the graduations and the summer, summer and vacation, travel. I was traveling a bunch, yeah. and um, so yeah, it's it fun what, to be back. Six though. weeks break between episodes or so. Has it just been about really? Has it been weeks? that long? So thank you. No, but we do. We have looked at the numbers, and everybody, people have been continuing to spread the word and and uh, share the podcast, and we're getting more and more new downloads, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Thank you so, so much, thanks, everyone. And uh, more and more follows on our Instagram and Facebook, which is Dr. Sears Family Podcast. And on the interwebs, askdrsears.com slash podcast. So, yeah, keep following us and send us. Hearing from you is probably one of the best things that you guys can do because it just helps us to know what you like, what you don't like, and... um, and what we can bring, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, so certainly ask your questions. I sometimes I get questions, that, like I'll get a comment. Can I ask a question? Yeah, yeah, and I'll, an- <laughs> I'll answer yes. Yeah, just ask. But then I, you know, yeah. and then it's they another never come week back till they come. So just ask away. Don't ask if you can ask. Just ask. Mm-hmm. And uh, and um, so that that's the way easiest easier way to do it. And then I'll just answer. I'll just give you an answer. So cool. So I guess that's the end of comments with hate. All right, next, we have actually a, some pretty cool guests. These yeah. are two moms on a mission. Um, their website is capeivy.com. Um, and uh, now you may go, what is, what is that? What is a Cape, Cape Ivy? Ivy? What is that? So I'll let them tell. But we are on the phone with Meg and Cindy, two moms on a mission. And um, I'm so excited about uh, what you guys are, your program that you guys started. And um, so uh, welcome to the show. Uh, thanks for having us. We're really excited to share our um, mission with, with as big an audience as we can. Mm-hmm. Um, it's basically providing um, warm fleece capes to kids who are chronically ill and often in the hospital. Um, so we have a website where we sell capes. Um, they're ponchos, basically, and they work really well with pick lines and IVs and um, any sort of medical equipment when you can't wear a robe or long sleeve. Yeah. Um, I came up with it uh, when my son was six, and he spent uh, a tremendous amount of time in the hospital between the ages of six and 12 when he passed away. So it's always been sort of percolating that I wanted to do this for other children. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's what I'm doing. So uh, we're making these ponchos, and it's a buy one, uh, give one model. Uh, so anyone who buys one on our website, we also uh, donate one to a child in the hospital, that's and we also take donations. But um, that's sort of that's our goal to get as many as we can to kids throughout the country. This is really cool. I'm looking mm-hmm. at the pictures of these capes, and man, I when I was working in the hospital, I would have loved to have one of these because <laughs> yeah. the hospital is a cold 
place. It is. And, uh, it is. I don't know why they have to keep it so cold, but there must be a reason. Right. I always, I, I wonder that because we, we, I've spent a lot of time in the hospital this past year. My mom was in the hospital and then my, my um, sister gave birth. So, mm-hmm. and I was realizing how cold, and I was wondering if it was because lower temperature keeps germs from multiplying as much part of it right (laughs) sure yeah really and the Uh, equipment in the operating rooms it doesn't overheat mm -hmm. yeah they need it cold right right Um, so once again the the website is capeivy.com that's cape like c-a-p-e and then the word ivy Mm -hmm. ivy.com and um you know this uh it's great to see something really really good come come out of a family tragedy Mm -hmm. nobody nobody likes a family tragedy at all um, right. But at least there can be some some good out of this, and I love that you, what you guys have put together. This yeah. is really cool. This seems like such a beautiful right. way to honor your son, and yeah. And um, these are look like really warm fleece capes. Uh, I see one they picture. Um, it looks like like a bunch of video game controllers. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> anybody, any any gamer kids that find themselves in the hospital would love that one. Um, I see this yeah. one looks like a kind of a pink. Uh, zebra pattern that's kind of cool too yeah they look really fun and happy and <clears throat> joyful i really they like, are and like them. we're trying to appeal to a huge audience so we have adult ones also because mm-hmm. um, they make great gifts if you have you know a parent going through something um, and spending time in the hospital or rehab or um or even just at home i mean i can't tell you how cold my mother is all the time at 86 even in her house <laughs> so mm-hmm. um so things like that that make great gifts for that, but um, ultimately it's all about giving giving them to the kids in the hospital. And we have been able to go and meet some of the kids that we gave them to um, at Inova Hospital in Fairfax, and got to see the the look on their faces, which was tremendous. Um, so uh, usually we just deal with the child life people and mm-hmm. donate it to them so that they can choose who the kids are that would really benefit from them. Sure, sure. I really like this because when you when people find that a friend is in the hospital for a long period of time or a friend's child and they're going in and out of the hospital, sometimes it's hard to know how to support them. Right. Like you want to do something, yeah. but mm-hmm. you don't know what to You're do. Like, what do so, I do? Do I bring right. flowers yeah. or stuffed animals? So this right. seems like right. such a great practical let... thing to to give to someone, to gift to someone. And then at the same time, you're, you get to donate another one to another child that's in need or a person in need. Exactly. I really love this concept. Yeah. And they don't let flowers and plants go on the pediatric floors anymore. So this is just something that the kids, it's almost like a security blanket and gives them resilience and self-esteem to fight their disease. And I mean, Meg learned all this by making them for Gavin. And he had his favorite that he took with him every time he was heading to the hospital, even if he didn't think he was going to be checked in, he would Mm -hmm. take it. (laughs) Um, And it was a security and, and it's all out of this, um, I mean, it, it wasn't like something we thought of. She did it out of practicality and just saw how important it was. Sure. I'm, I'm actually it's looking at a picture on your website. I, I'm, I'm, I, see, I see your husband. I, I actually, I'll, I'll tell everybody, <laughs> I'm actually old friends with Meg's husband, Keith, from ju- literally junior high. <laughs> wow. And um, so I see him in the picture. This uh, must be Gavin with the glasses. Is it a polka dot? Like yeah. a bunch of different colored polka dots? Yeah. That's, was this, so I have a pair yeah. of socks that are just like that. <laughs> And I think I was oh, wearing really? I was wearing them yesterday <laughs> in my office, but I saw that pattern. I'm like, hey, I know that pattern. How cool! Yeah. So, so yeah, you obviously he had a, a, a I'm looking at your website a fairly significant immune deficiency problem, um, and so you spent a lot of time yeah. 
in in and out of hospitals uh and yeah probably, he you know. was he was diagnosed at two and um so he had a lifetime of infusions with i v i g um and um a lot of testing and um you know it just became a whole thing with autoimmune hepatitis and the whole nine yards and uh so hospital time became just more and more and more over the years. And you just never knew how long you'd be in. You'd go in for a checkup, and the next thing you know, you're admitted. And um, so, uh, yeah, we definitely learned a lot about being in hospitals from that, (laughs) Mm -hmm. unfortunately. Um, But this is something I figured I could share with other other parents going through this. For sure. So other than, um, I mean, I, I, this, this, these ponchos are literally, uh, this is a great, yeah. a, no, a no-brainer. Um, instead I of think... a sweater or a jacket or a sweatshirt that, you know, try, the nurses need access to mm-hmm. the, your child's arms. So these ponchos, just boom, right. you pull it up really easily and there's no sleeves and it's just, but it's like a nice cozy blanket. I think some of the best products and tools and services come from a necessity and it's often mom's, mom's yeah. ingenuity yeah. and how <laughs> she's going to help her kids yeah. or help themselves move through life yeah. more easily. So, so what are some of the other, uh, I'm sure you learned a lot of lessons and, and maybe can share some stuff with it, our, our listeners on if, of what they can do to make a, a hospital stay better for a child. Yeah. So um, a couple of things off the top of my head that came to me late in the process was that you can order things online and have them directly shipped to the hospital. So we, we ship to hospitals, but um, you know, if you're a parent who knows you're going to be there more than three days, um, Amazon might be your friend. You know, for the, the little things that you forgot, or if you're like, we were out of town and not have easy access to your own home. Um, we were in Philadelphia at CHOP for a while. We were been in Baltimore at Hopkins for a while. Things like that, where you just don't have the ability to run home and grab whatever you forgot. Um, that's a great thing. We also found Uber Eats will deliver to the hospital when you just can't take one more um, cafeteria. Oh, yeah. That, that <laughs> would take about a day, uh, half yeah. a day for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. So things like that that are just... I mean, there's, um, there's laundry facilities. Um, so Meg was able to wash her yeah. own clothes and then this poncho like that we we made sure that it's easily washable and dryable and so she would just throw them in the laundry and we wanted we purposely designed it without velcro or anything that was going to be a problem for washing just yep. quick care you know mm-hmm. quick and easy mm-hmm. um, yep and and so there are resources in the hospital that most people wouldn't even know about that you can right. do laundry and you can Right. The social workers also are a great resource for, um, say, your child doesn't want to eat in the room and they want to go down to the cafeteria with you. Uh, they can give you a voucher um, to go down and, and pay for his meal down there rather than than have to pay for it yourself. Things like that. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't have gotcha. even thought about that. That's sure. great. <clears throat> yep. Cool. I've always, I always encourage, and, and this would apply to anybody for, but I usually, most of the, the parents I'm talking to that are going to the hospital, it's because they're going to be delivering a baby. Uh-huh. <laughs> I always, you know, right. show up with your stuff, but, but this would apply to, you know, even if you're going with an older child that, uh, for a short or a long stay, 
uh, show up with something for the nurses. <laughs> yeah. You know, a yeah. little, a little, you know, <laughs> n- little plate of brownies or cookies or fruit or something because that for that midnight the over the overnight shift mm-hmm. uh, when those nurses walk into the or other staff walk into their their staff lounge for their five minute break or whatever they see that plate of brownies for the from the from the uh, the patient in room three hundred two you know they're like oh wow That's cool true. you get better care yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> and so suddenly you're the that wonderful family in room three hundred two instead of that nagging mom in room three three hundred two yeah. yeah. So, Anyway, so so this is great. This is good stuff here. I like this. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for offering this to to people. I think I really think people are going to love it. Yeah, so once again it's capeivy.com and I love the buy one get uh give one or yeah. Give one. Give yep. one. Buy one so, give one. And we've given away 75 to hospitals and it, um and we're on rec- we have to give away another 250 just by my accounting of what we've um brought in. So we have a Great tour planned in the fall to 10 hospitals to drop off um, punches for all the kids. Oh, great. So maybe you can update us uh, when that happens and we can throw out the names of the hospitals. And uh, mm-hmm. so parents, if they happen sure. to be heading there, they can say, hey, hey, you got one of those capes? <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks a ton, Meg and Cindy. And um, this is great. Good stuff. CapeIvy.com. And uh, we will hopefully talk to you guys again soon. Okay. Thanks for having us. All right, you betcha. Bye. Cool. All right, we'll be right back. Hello to all the mommies out there. Are you expecting a new baby or have a friend who is? Be sure to check out the newest book from the Sears family. The Healthy... The Healthy Pregnancy Journal. The Healthy Pregnancy Journal by Martha and Hayden Sears. Hey, that's my grandmother and Auntie Hayden. This book provides a week-by-week guide to honor and navigate. Navigate your journey into motherhood with plenty of prompts and spaces to reflect on all that you're that you're experiencing, that you're experiencing, 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 and help you stay on track for a healthy, for a healthy pregnancy. It's sure to be a beautiful keepsake for any mother's pregnancy journey. Available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and other bookstores. I love you, Mommy. The Healthy Pregnancy Journal. And we are back. That is so cute, <clears throat> little Levi. I know. The Healthy Pregnancy Pregnancy Journal. I love when Pick he can't up. say experiencing. I know. <laughs> experiencing. <laughs> so, cool book. How's the book going? Good. Is it's it going, going really good? well. We're actually in the halfway through writing the sequel, the next one. So, it's exciting. Very good. What happens after pregnancy? What's, what's the sequel? Part two. Motherhood. Spoiler alert. Motherhood. <laughs> So that'd be cool. So that's yeah, going to yeah. be released what next year? Um, yeah. Next Is year. there a graduation celebration when you leave the hospital? You graduate, <laughs> from the, graduate from the nursery. Graduate yeah. from birth. Oh wait, from your womb. Graduate from the womb. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> 
So yeah, that, that that is a big. It is. Step it's like there. the first so. birthday. All right, that music means we have a game to play. Or not a game. This is more than a game. This is actually good information. That's informative. This is a game that we have no name for, but we're going to call it the Portable Pediatrician Book Roulette. What is it? Book Roulette. Book Roulette. roulette. Starring the Portable Pediatrician. Because we might bring in guest books from time to time to to roulette with. So this is, we each have a copy of our best-selling The Portable Pediatrician, which is everything you need to know about your child's health. Written by William Sears, Martha Sears, Robert Sears, James Sears, and Peter Sears. All of those being MDs, except for my mom being an RN. So, <coughs> excuse me. <laughs> the book is so, chock full of good advice, yeah. practical. What do I do in blank scenarios? Yes. Yeah. I'll read from the back. Timely and practical information on every pediatric concern, illness, and emergency, including allergies, asthma, broken bones, bronchitis, choking, ear infections, eating problems, fever, headaches, heart defects, nosebleeds, pneumonia, rashes, seizures, sleep problems, speech delay, teething, vomiting, warts, and many more. <laughs> so it actually says that, and much more. And much more. So it's, it's, uh, this is um, essential. It's a great book. Anyways, okay, so um, we are going to, Matt is going to just give us a number, right? Yeah, 20. so Matt generates a random number, <clears throat> and Jim and I hold the book up both of our books up in the air and when he gives us the number whoever gets to that page number first wins gets wins is be the is, master is of all the time space all time. and dimension <laughs> and so, then we and then talk we about talk the about what's on that page gotcha. <laughs> the actual important thing right? yes, yes. So, so how many pages are in the book uh 554 you know too bad we couldn't like keep it just to the summer section so (laughs) who knows maybe fate will have us pick um some summer (laughs) topics if there's a specific chapter or something i can limit the page limit the page search because we're all official he uses the computer to generate (laughs) a page number for us all right ask the google let me just get a preset to a couple pages (laughs) are you cheating (laughs) no and are you saying it out loud that you're gonna cheat the way the way we um your, your name is your buzzer. So when you have the page, you just call out your name. Okay. Okay, no, instead of I have it or blah, okay. blah, blah. Just Jim. Okay, got it. Ready? All right. We have to hold it up in the air. It is up. The first number is 270. Jim. Ha. Oh, yes. Got it. got it. You got it. Ooh. Lacerations within the mouth from dental trauma. <laughs> Dental abscesses, cavities, that sort of a thing. Oh, this boy. is this happens during the summer. I actually saw a child in the office yesterday who had fallen, Oof. and their their tooth had kind of gone into their mm-hmm. cheek, and um, so that the cheek was damaged, the mm-hmm. tooth was damaged. Oh my goodness! Well, I and, think a lot of people go to the dentist during the summer because they're not in school, and you know, it's kind of summertime is. Sometimes right. one of those times to get all those things done that you don't want to have to do during the school year. Yes, yes. So large cuts, large cuts or gashes on the inside of the mouth are common in face and dental injuries. If the teeth are intact and the only problem is an, is an internal cut, don't worry. It usually doesn't need to be stitched or even seen in an urgent care center. Of course, if you're not sure, do get it checked. But usually if it's not a deep cut uh, or, or does not go all the way through, um, it does not need stitches. We usually don't uh, suture lacerations inside the mouth or the tongue unless it goes all the way through. And um, then uh, and the chapter goes on to say if it goes all the way through, it's a different story. So the outside of the mouth may need to be stitched if it is gaping. Um, 
those through and through cuts are the ones that usually need antibiotics. So, um, so a couple things. Um, you want to look at the tooth. If the tooth is kind of pushed up um, into the gums, uh, then that often requires a, a visit to the dentist so that they can see. Most of the time when this happens, it's a baby tooth because, you know, these falls <laughs> tend to happen in younger kids mm-hmm. when they still haven't lost their teeth, their baby teeth yet. So, uh, so if, a, if a baby tooth is pushed up into the gum, we, what we worry about is if it damaged the adult tooth that's sitting up there. So, uh, so that's usually why a, it's, uh, you want to see a dentist for that. But if the, if the tooth don't look like they've been pushed out of place, then great, great sign. And if the, if the cut in the tongue or the cheek is not, doesn't look too bad, then you don't really even need to get it checked out. Okay. I'm always cool. amazed at how quickly wounds in the mouth heal. Me too. Mm-hmm. Happens fast. <laughs> yeah. What we usually do is, uh, you know, we look at it, uh, maybe rinse it out with a little saline. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, we tell the parents don't feed your child chips or things Ooh, that will make crumbs. Here. Yeah. Cause we don't, the, what, we don't want those crumbs to go into the, into the wound. Mm. And then once it starts healing up, it, it won't really scab up because the inside of the mouth, it's not skin. It's a mu- uh, a, a mucus membrane, mm. but it'll get kind of a white, uh, Scar, uh, scabby looking um, uh, appearance, and that means it's um, it's healing up. So, oh. I am um, on here. So, is cavities? That's something I get asked a lot about. Is cavities because it's pretty much mm-hmm. something every family is going to have to deal with. And a lot about a lot of cavities. It's a very genetic thing. I, I from what yeah. I've learned, because mm-hmm. you know you can have one child like I have three kids and they all have about the same dental practices. They go to the same dentist. I, I see they kind of brush similar and floss. <clears throat> um, but one of them gets cavities, you know, <laughs> much more frequently than the other ones. And I know that it, it can be very genetic, just how your teeth are made, their makeup, their density and all that. Yeah, sure. But do, you, do your kids floss pretty? They do. Are they good about flossing? Mm-hmm. They do. Not every day, but mm-hmm. I, yeah. They do. Yeah. I never, I'll never forget my mom when I was younger told me, you know, she had this thing, you don't have to floss all your teeth, uh-huh. just floss the ones you want to keep. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and, uh, and it's actually, it's kind of stuck with me. I'm like, yeah. you know, even now I'm like, okay. Because I hate flossing. It's I nobody, literally yeah. hate flossing. And uh, so I would just not do it, not do it, not do it. And every once in a while I would do it. And then, and then if you only do it once in a while, it just, it's, yeah, and then it, it's hurt. blood, it, like, hurts it, it hurts. And, and so what I did, I actually, it's funny. I actually made an agreement with myself that has actually worked really well. I said, okay, I hate flossing, um, but I'm going to just make myself do it every other day. Uh-huh. Okay. So that, um, so, uh, you know, it's night and brushing my teeth and I go, oh, I got to floss. I'm like, huh. No, I don't. It's my off day. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> cool. Yeah. And then the next day, I'm like, oh, oh. nope, have to do it. Yeah. I but like then, that. And for some reason, my, in my brain, it's it's it like, okay, it's working. And I've flossed way more mm-hmm. uh, the last couple of years since I came up with that little uh, agreement. Now, I, I was thinking maybe that would maybe spur me to actually do it every day, but mm-hmm. still, I still get to that point. I'm like, oh, is, it, is today a floss day? Oh, no, it isn't. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, at least I've gotten a much better attitude about flossing. Yeah. So. No, whenever we go to the dentist, I always have 
there's this like anxiety at the end of the appointment. You're going to find out who needs what done, how oh, much it's going to cost. It's yeah. kind of like taking your car in to get, you know, to oil change. Like, what are they going to tell me needs to be fixed? <laughs> right. Kind of this, yeah. Like, yeah. Even doo-doo. when you never floss, the dentist asks, oh, you've been flossing? Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. Flossing. Yeah. Or they, they often will go, I can, I tell you, I can, I can tell that you started flossing two days ago. Because <laughs> <laughs> your gums are all irritated and sore. <laughs> So. No, I my for for a while I've just kind of forgot to check in on my kids about flossing, and then I realized I hadn't bought new dental floss for mm. a long time. You're like, hey, wait I'm a like, minute, you guys should have run out. Right, you should have run out a long time ago, and they did, but they just never told me. So that was gotcha. the story. Before the dentist, I like to get my money's worth when I go in there. Uh-huh. So on the way to the dentist, I, eat, I like to chew up a whole pack of Oreos, you know, and just don't even just don't even rinse and just go in there with teeth. Coffee Oreos. breath and everything. Yeah, right. Hey, you know, <laughs> make them earn their money. Tuna sandwich. Okay. Ew, so, anyway, okay. <clears throat> okay, so that was dental going. problems. Let's close yeah. the book. Portable pediatrician. So the score is one zero to me. <laughs> All right. The next number is one hundred seventeen. Jim. Yes, I came right to it. Ooh, abdominal pain. Ooh, abdominal pain. Yes, this is in the chapter three, pediatric concerns and illnesses A to Z. So the A, the first one is abdominal (laughs) Abdominal pain. pain. This is a big one. Mm -hmm. I mean, how many times does your child say, I have a tummy ache? That's probably one of the most ambiguous and common things that we hear. I have a stomach ache. You know, and you know, I have a tummy ache. Well, is it Nothing, or is it <laughs> appendicitis? Right. You know, and, and those because those are two very divergent treatment mm-hmm. paths. You know, so um, so I think this is uh, this. Uh, let's just I'm going to look through the page. This kind of just goes through what the window can be concerned about it. Um, abdominal pain is one of the most confusing and worrisome situations for parents because they can't actually see what the problem is. With causes ranging from harmless gas or heartburn to life-threatening appendicitis, it is very difficult for a parent to know just how serious it might be. Tummy aches can come on suddenly or they can persist on and off for months, and the various causes and treatments are many. So in this, in the next couple of pages, uh, it's divided into two parts, sudden abdominal pain and chronic abdominal pain. So let's, let's talk about just sudden pain. Certainly anything chronic, you know, it's, it deserves a, mm-hmm. a call to the doctor. Yep. But um, so when we're talking about sudden abdominal pain, um, sometimes it's easy. You know, the child's literally writhing uh-huh. in pain and crying, and that that's probably deserves a trip to the uh, urgent care or ER or doctor's mm-hmm. office if they can see you quickly. But, uh, you know, in the first, it first talks about the first six months of life. Um, it's, it's tough because all you're going to do is have a fussy baby. A fussy baby. And that's so hard. Mm. You, yeah. you can sometimes tell by the way they're crying. If it's like, if it's their stomach, just the way they're holding their body and mm-hmm. the way they kind of act, it's, you can usually tell if it's their stomach, but then you don't know if it's gas or if it's like something you've eaten from that's in your breast milk or the formula. Right. It's really hard. Right. One of the first things I usually ask is, okay, what is, have the poops changed? Mm-hmm. You know, are they runnier than normal or less runny? Are they backed up? Have they stopped going? Are they going more than more uh, mm-hmm. than usual? Uh, have they looked? Do they look any different? You know, do they look uh, certainly um, mucousy and bloody? Mm-hmm. Um is a much more worrisome sign than just if the if the poops are continuing to be normal. Uh, in general, if the poops are continue to be normal, um, then you probably can worry less about uh, about the tummy pain. Hmm. So, 
Anyways, but we got food allergies, maybe a formula intolerance. Um, you know, food allergies, obviously, if it's under six months, it's probably something, something mom's, mom's eating. Yeah. Um, you know, or colic or gas. I um, remember my, my second daughter, she was allergic to something I was eating. And so I, it was pretty, it was pretty rough on, on her. And then of course on, on all of us. And so I had to go off so many things, kind of do, did the elimination diet and then slowly add back in, but it, it made a difference. It really did. I was, there was a few things I was eating that was just making her so miserable. But after that whole experience in the end, I was actually healthier. So, cause a lot of people are like, what, that's crazy. You had to do that. I'm like, well, she benefited, and then I benefited as well. Yeah, yeah. And I found that those same things that were bugging her were actually bugging me. I just didn't realize it because I had kind of just lived with that those little feelings for so long. Interesting. That yeah. when I cut mm-hmm. out those foods long term, I felt much better. Yeah. Our daughter, who's now 25 and engaged to be married, Yay. by the way. I don't know if uh, we've done a show no. since she got engaged. Uh-uh. So yeah, You mentioned on the last episode. We did. Oh, okay. We, oh, okay. Yeah, right, you're right. 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 She yeah. had just so, gotten engaged. Okay. So anyways, um, she was colicky, mm-hmm. uh, maybe a month old. And just fussy every evening. And it was actually, it was tough to de- mm-hmm. deal with because everything we do, you know, the, the baths and the rubbing of the tummy and the holding and the cuddling just would not settle her down. And mom and I, we actually had to kind of take turns every 10 minutes. Okay, mm-hmm. you hold her, you bounce her for a little while now, and the other person go outside just to <laughs> kind of settle down and, and then go back and then switch off. And it was really bad for uh, for several several days, and we finally did uh, had to do modify mom's diet, and uh, you know we cut out the usual stuff like dairy and and soy, uh, and, soy and that kind of stuff, nuts and wheat. and um, and wheat, yeah. The um, but wasn't it wasn't doing anything, mm-hmm. so she had to go on what's called we call a full elimination diet. You just essentially eliminate everything except for turkey, and this was twenty five years yeah. ago. Turkey, turkey rice, rice, and pear. Stuff. Yeah, that's right. Turkey, um, rice, pear. And so we oh. we did a lot of rice, <laughs> rice milk, rice, rice bread, uh-huh. ri- oh you know, rice, rice, um, and then rice, uh, rice. <laughs> and then turkey, rice, rice, baby. you know, rice cereal, <laughs> you know, rice checks and stuff, yeah. and uh, and then turkey, turkey, everything, turkey burgers, turkey tacos. Oh, turkey, I remember. Oh my turkey, gosh. Um, uh, you know, so um, but within a day or two, a completely new baby, mm-hmm. and we're like, okay, well, that was worth it. Yeah. Now what do we do? <laughs> so we kind of slowly added things back in. And within a couple of days, mom decided to try a banana. And lo and behold, it set Leah off. Huh. Just bananas. Wow. wow. And, and okay, no more bananas. And then maybe a few weeks later, tried a banana again uh-huh. as she was adding other stuff. And lo and behold, yeah, the bananas would set off our daughter. And, um, and to this day, um, our daughter still can't stand... Even the smell of bananas. Interesting. It's weird. I, you know, I think I don't think she's allergic to them. Well, she just doesn't eat them. She can't yeah. stand the taste. You know, if she smells a banana, uh-huh. you know, she's like, oh yeah, it's just gross. <laughs> so it's kind of funny. But yeah, bananas. Uh, who bananas. knows? Yeah, who knows every, it been bananas? all the things. Hmm. So, so. Um, one thing we we do uh, if we're looking in the office at a child with abdominal pain, and you this is something you can do at home. Um, and this is on page 120 in the portable pediatrician. It's called the the jump test. Mm. Um, and uh, essentially, if your child's having abdominal pain, have them jump up and down just a couple times, a couple little rabbit bunny mm-hmm. hops, right? And if um, usually 
if a child's abdominal pain is from something non-serious, it, they'll jump up and down without a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but something like an intestinal obstruction or appendicitis or something like that, uh, they won't. The jumping will either make it much much worse, or they won't even want to jump. Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. if they if the child does not pass the jump test, that usually means it's time to go to, to mm-hmm. contact the doctor. And I, I remember dad, when I'm, I am often I go over there and my kids will say they have stomach ache or this or that. He'll, one of the first questions he'll say is point to where the pain is, mm-hmm. because if they can take their finger and point to a very specific spot, that's yeah. way different than like, well, it just kind of hurts like right around here. Right. Like yeah. if it's general, that means something way different than it's like it Right here. right here in this yes. exact spot. Yeah. So I and, like that question. And in general, if the, the closer the pain is to the belly button, the less you worry about it. Um, because most just constipation pain, things like that will mm-hmm. be, you know, they'll kind of localize the pain near their belly button uh, versus if it's off to one side or the other or lower or higher, that is more uh, indicative of a uh, specific uh, uh, thing that needs to be addressed. So. Cool. All right. All right. Cool. Should we go again? Final All right. Pain. I got I to gotta get better at this. <clears throat> Two, zero. I'm going to practice. I'm going to practice in the middle of the week. <laughs> we'll come into the studio. Hey, <laughs> just like... over here. Just <laughs> 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 kind of... finding page numbers. <laughs> the third number is 537. Hayden. Oh. Yes. Oh, I almost yes. had Jim. <laughs> oh, this one's good. Keeping your child hydrated. Oh, yeah, with vomiting. The chapter is vomiting. Okay. So this is kind of, te- of continuing. It's kind of funny. I actually have a patient <laughs> that's been messaging me who has vomiting. Um, that's hilarious, Dr. J. <laughs> hey, it's <laughs> so funny. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> Imagine a pediatric a pediatrician dealing with a patient who's vomiting. <laughs> no, this child, I can't, both the, old, the sibling and then the younger baby sibling is vomiting, too. So, um, so we're dealing with some vomiting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So go ahead. Since you won, you can. <laughs> okay. Start. Oh, cool. So this yeah. is really just let's talk about keeping your child hydrated if they're dealing with a with. vomiting illness. Yes, and this can be hard because you don't want to drink too much if right. if they're vomiting because then they'll just vomit it up. So yeah. you know, don't panic. Kids can usually tolerate up to twelve hours of vomiting without keeping any liquids down before dehydration becomes a worry. So that's good to know. So you don't really need to worry within that twelve mm-hmm. hours. Vomiting tends to go through stages. Supportive care will be different depending on what stage your child is in. Yeah, and that first stage usually is, uh, we've all been there, when you first get the stomach flu or Mm -hmm. food poisoning or something, you just literally, your stomach needs to empty itself, and you're throwing up every five minutes for for an hour or or so or two. Mm -hmm. And uh, and that's where sometimes a parent will make the mistake is, uh, you know, as soon as the child starts vomiting, oh, we got to get them, keep them hydrated. So they'll kind of force them to drink Mm. Pedialyte or Gatorade or something. And if you ever want to make somebody throw up, give them Pedialyte. I mean, it tastes pretty lousy. Um, I I like um, coconut water Mm -hmm. instead. Mm -hmm. But but usually for that first phase, if your child's just vomiting every few minutes, um, just don't give them anything. Maybe an ice chip, maybe a tiny sip of water after just to rinse their mouth out. Yeah. But uh, the stomach wants to be empty, so allow it to be empty. So that and the you know the sooner the stomach gets empty, the sooner it will be happy. Mm-hmm. And and then then you move on to phase two. Yes, and so that's when it slows down to maybe once or twice vomiting once or twice an hour. Um, and it's okay to offer some sips of liquid in between, but be careful because if you go do too much too fast, then you'll be right back up to vomiting um, mm-hmm. much more yeah, often. Right. And this can last, uh, stage two can last for a few hours or as long as a day or two. 
Right. And that's where my patient currently is. Oh. You know, they, they had a good night and then they yeah. tried to eat, eat, drink something this morning and threw it back up. But um, certainly if your child throw, is throwing up blood, um, that's a worrisome sign. Um, if it's bile, which is usually dark green, um, uh, if it's consistently uh, bile vomiting, then that usually means something's blocked. And we're dealing with an intestinal obstruction, and that's a that's an emergency. So, so if you're seeing consistently bile, then uh, time to call the doctor. So then, stage three is vomiting a slowdown more, usually two two to four times per day, and then eventually stops altogether. And when things improve, it's okay to start letting your child drink as much as they want, as long as this doesn't trigger any more vomiting. Um, and then once he's been able to keep liquids down for over 12 hours, go ahead and try some food if they ask, if they feel like it. Uh, just mm-hmm. go bland, crackers, breads, um, bland soups. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, just kind of go stuff. with what his, what his body needs and, um, and try to stay away from the high sugar stuff that's just going to make him feel gross. Right. And sometimes the high sugary stuff can make the, the impending diarrhea that often yeah. goes along with uh, vomiting. Uh, it can make that worse. Mm-hmm. So you want to do uh, stuff that um, is lower in sugar, mm-hmm. um, like diluted electrolyte solutions or breast milk is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's where I, I like, for, man, I just, I've discovered last time I had like a tummy flu, I, I was just, just craving uh, coconut water. Yeah. And I thought, and it's just so soothing. It, mm-hmm. You know, almost you drink it, it just almost feels like it was perfectly designed to be just perfectly balanced, uh-huh. you know, in terms of the acidity and how it feels going down. Yeah. You know, it just, it, it, you know, I just almost feel the energy coming back <laughs> into me. All right. So, so that's okay. dehydrated. So let's, let's, let's call it there. Two to one. I win. <laughs> Jim, you, you won. Yeah. One. <laughs> how are we doing on time? Do we, should we do another uh, one? We're at about 50, 55 minutes. Okay. Well, that's, yeah. that's a pretty good podcast. Okay. Should we call it? Yeah. Cool. So I am the master of all time, space, and dimension. <laughs> Wait. For today's, is- for today's, today's anyway. edition of Portable Pediatrician Book Roulette. Oh, so, cool. Well, it's okay. That was good. Good yeah, summer topics. Really um, I, I, for some reason, the, the, I know we talked about vitamin D a few day, uh, minutes ago, but once again, let's, uh, let's plug that vitamin D yeah, that- thing again. And uh, what, well, I can't remember the website. It's uh, on the- um, <laughs> grassroots Health. Yeah, grassrootshealth.net. Net. Yes. It's funny. I was actually in the office talking to a mom about vitamin D, and um, she actually asked me, she asked me, have you heard of uh, Grassroots Health? And oh, cool. I'm like, oh, yeah, of course. We just had Carol on the, on the uh, podcast. She's yeah. like, I used to work for them. Oh, and, uh, she, she was actually the one that handled the vitamin D samples, and then when they were the, the finger prick sample uh-huh. envelopes that were that were sent in to the company. So, wow. um, so it was kind of cool that uh, she um, uh, knew about that. And, uh-huh. and so, anyway, so vitamin D. Um, yeah. If you guys haven't had your levels checked, do it's just it's one of those things. I uh, I thought I was fine with vitamin D based on all the sunshine I get, mm-hmm. and. Um, and lo and behold, when I checked my levels, I was 25, Oof. which is just not going to be above what, 40? But 40. Over 40. I'm, yeah, pref- I'm trying to get preferably above 50. 60. Yeah, I want to get it like over 50 optimal. to 60. So. Yeah. Well, and, and so when we podcast next week, we're going to have a lot of fun stories because this coming week we have family coming in. We're going to have yes. all eight siblings together, wow, which cool. does not happen very often. So we need to take 
family picture. Yeah, we definitely have to take a family picture because I think last time we all got together, I think it was a couple years ago, we just forgot. I know. We just didn't do it. <laughs> or I think we tried, but but I was in the bathroom. <laughs> I think that's really what happened. The five minutes that we were all together. Yeah. Cool. So we'll have a lot of fun stories for you guys next week. Yes, because- yes. So thank you for tuning in, everybody. We are here to celebrate the many joyful moments of parenting. And uh, hopefully we've helped you through some of these less than joyful moments, like when your three-year-old is throwing up all night long. <laughs> so you send us your, uh, maybe you ha- if you had some interesting stories or cures for your child's vomiting, um, send those to us at uh, Dr. Sears Family Podcast on the, uh, on the, uh, on the Facebooks and the, and the Instagrams. All right. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks uh, for uh, for tuning in. Like I said, and for Matt and Meg and Cindy at CapeIvy.com, mm-hmm. um, and Hayden, um, your host, Dr. Jim Sears, and we will see you next time. Mm-hmm.